views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The following sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision. Time now for Eat Right with Laura. Here's Dr. Laura Rocco's. Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Laura Rocco's, and I am the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle intervention strategy for disease prevention and health maintenance. If you missed the show last week, uh, Feeding Your Infants and Toddlers, uh, you can hear the podcast by just going to the WMTR website, that's WMTRAM.com, and navigate to the sound advice page. But if you're still hung up looking for that podcast, uh, go to my website, EagleRock.com, that's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K, EagleRock.com, and you can actually ask a question. You can navigate to the page that lets you um, communicate with me. So check out the website, EagleRock.com, E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K. So tonight's show is going to continue the theme of children's health. This is the last in the series on children's health, and it's called Feeding Your Tweens and Teens. So if you hear anything that piques your curiosity, if you'd like to ask us a question or call in with a comment, the call-in number is 973-267-WMTR. That's 973-267-WMTR. We'd love to hear from you. It's going to be a great show tonight, particularly because I have a co-host tonight, my good friend Azuka. Azuka is the author of seven books uh, that can be found on Amazon. So uh, you can Google author Azuka, A-Z-U-K-A. Uh, he is an emot- a motivational speaker that I met uh, over a year ago, and he really wowed me with his personality. Um, he's a motivational speaker for everyone, but particularly where, uh, has a great uh, relationship with teenagers. And his book um, that he's going to talk about today called I Can Do It, I love that, is specifically for teenagers. So we'll hear from Azuka after the second in the second half of the show. Uh, so I want to talk about uh, the health of your tweens and teens. And I will actually reiterate something that I stated last week. And that is to remind you that your overall health status starts at birth and is dictated by the bacteria, the bugs that you're born with. And how you foster the growth of that bacteria will really drive your overall health. Those bacteria that live in you and on you, that's called your microbiome. Uh, Your microbiome turns your immune system off and turns your immune system on. So if you don't have enough bacteria or if you don't have the right kind of bacteria, your health will be impacted. And as this relates to to our children, um, this is related to the prevalence of allergy, um, attention deficit disorder, and autism spectrum. I strongly feel this, and I think that the emerging data really supports this. So what's causing these uh, deficits in the immune system that are leading to these kinds of conditions? 
So it has to do with something called the hygiene hypothesis. That we're really, we're just too, too clean and we are not, you know, challenging our immune system enough so that we can, um, you know, so we can respond healthily to different kinds of allergens that are in the air. And an allergen can also, another word for that can be toxin, if you will. Um, so you may not appreciate this. But the reason why we live so long today, you know, back at the turn of the 19th century, it was typical for people to only live to, say, the age of 40. Uh, but now the average lifespan is, is 80 and beyond. Uh, so what is giving us this longevity? You, you might think that it has to do with the creation of modern medicine, but that's actually not the case. The reason why we enjoy our long lifespan today is really because of three discoveries. Uh, the first discovery is Clorox, something as basic as Clorox, antiseptics. The second thing is antibiotics, right, so that we can fight bacterial infections. And the third thing is vaccines. You know, we're no longer succumbing to infectious disease caused by, um, you know, viruses. Uh, however, we pay a penalty for this. We pay a penalty from not being exposed to all of these germs. And that is that we actually have two, two sides of our immune system. Um, without getting too sciencey on my listeners tonight, there's the Th1 and Th2. The Th1 is the part of your immune system that res responds to infection, bacterial and viral infection. But What's happening is that we, we're not succumbing to these kinds of infections anymore because of antiseptics and, and antibiotics and um, vaccines, right? So we don't really need that part of our immune system anymore, all right? The other part is called TH2, right? And so the TH2 side is being stimulated, and now we have an imbalance. It used to be back at the turn of the 19th century where the TH1 was very high and TH2 was very low. Now the tide has turned, and those two parts of our immune system are reversed. And the, and the TH2 is the part that leads to allergies. And what I believe is, you know, related to attention deficit and other autism spectrum and other kinds of autoimmune diseases. So if you'd like to participate in our conversation tonight, remember to call 973-267-WMTR. So what can we do to enhance our immune system? So I'm, you know, basically a nutritionist and a lifestyle, you know, health coach, and uh, I spend my entire day uh, telling people what to eat and how to exercise and giving them little guidance as to how to avoid toxins in the air. So the guidance that I'm going to give my listeners tonight for their children is basically similar, sim not exactly the same, but similar to the guidance that I would give my parents of tweens and teens. All right, so first I'll just start with, um, I, I just want to remind everybody that, you know, you may equate, equate 
attention def- deficit hyperactivity disorder with an unruly child, a child that's loud and boisterous and not willing to sit still. But I just want to remind my listeners that it's also that child who is excessively shy and quiet. You know, on the outside, they may seem very subtle, but on the inside, there's, you know, a, a virtual storm going on inside. And, you know, uh, the 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 medicines that we're using to calm all that well well that's that leads to a you know better attention but it's not really solving the problem so i i can't prompt Okay, I can't promise you that changing your diet will completely reverse any of these conditions, but it will certainly help. So we have a caller uh, on the line, so we'll take that caller, and then we'll get back to the intervention strategy that I'm going to talk about. Hello, welcome to Eat Right with Laura. Oh, hi. This is uh, Jeff calling, and I had a question. You were mentioning about ADHD and autism. What I was wondering is, for a child who um, has ADHD, is there a biological or genetic code that causes that, or can it be diet or lack of certain nutrients, vitamins, or, you know, can one assist the other? Like if a child is predisposed to ADHD, can certain vitamins or certain uh, food uh, combinations help and assist that? So that the ADHD lessens? Uh, basically, yes, Jeff. So that's a great question. That bas- that's basically what I'm going to spend the next 20 minutes talking about. So I'm going to be talking about I'm going to be talking about gut health. I'm going to be talking about nutrients that you need to overcome those deficits uh, and and some other things. So listen in, and all of your questions will be answered. Because in order for me to answer you right now, you'd be the, get to be the only caller. Because for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to be answering your question. Okay. Okay, good. I will listen, and okay. hopefully you'll give some good advice. Stay on the line. Stay tuned. All right. Thank you. Thank you all right, so first I'm going to talk, that was a great question from Jeff. So I'm going to talk about how to strengthen your immune system. So I just said that, uh, you know, the bacteria that you're born with dictate your immune system. So how can we foster that? And what's really, what is causing the deterioration of the immune system? So, in the, you know, in addition to, to just being overly clean and not stimulating that part of the immune system, we need to take care of the bacteria that we're born with. So even if you don't have good gut health at birth, there are things that the parents can do. There are lots of things that the parents can do to ensure that the bacteria that you do have um, help you and support your immune system. So we have found, you know, that the kinds of foods that we've been eating in, say, the last 50 years, that overconsumption of grains and the way we grow our grains is contributing to these immune deficits. So right now, you know, our diets have way too many processed grains. You know, a grain actually has three layers, a bran, a germ, and the endosperm. The endosperm is in the middle. That's where all the flour and the gluten is. So what we do is when we process grains is we throw away the bran, we throw away the germ, all the things that have the fiber and the nutrients, and we just, we're just stuck with the carbs and the gluten. All right? And so, and, 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 and gluten is a protein and the amino acid of that sequence of the, the, you know, proteins are made up of amino acids. And so the sequence has altered over time. And the one thing, though, that gluten does that we really like is that it makes baked goods 
moist and fluffy, so it gives you know, good mouthfeel, so it tastes good, and we've been adulterating our baked goods with extra gluten, and so we've basically overdosed on eating gluten, all right? We also add lots and lots of sugar, so sugar comes from sugar beets, and sugar beets is a crop that's genetically modified, so 99% of the sugar beet crop in the United States is genetically modified. Uh, because it's modified, it, you know, we're able to treat with more herbicides and pesticides, all right, so by having all this sugar in our processed food, we're adulterating our uh, food products with, you know, these herbicides and pesticides, basically toxins. All right, so we're eating way more grains, way more sugar, way more processed foods that don't have nearly the uh, nutrient content that we need. We have genetically modified crops. Or I've said this many times before, but there are really only four main crops in the United States that are genetically modified, and that is corn, sugar beets, so not sugar cane. Cane sugar is organic, but sugar, main, regular sugar is genetically modified. The third is soybeans, and the fourth is canola. Really, those four things are genetically modified. So, you know, we put them in everything. So we're over-consuming these four genetically modified crops, which, you know, are allow the, because they're modified, the crops can resist treatment with herbicides and pesticides. So we're getting too much of that. And we're eating fewer uh, fresh fruits, vegetables, and, uh, you know, uh, meats from animals who are not overly treated with er hormones and antibiotics. So, uh, of course, I definitely want to see all of my patients and all of my tweens and teens eating more fruits and vegetables. Um, I, you know, I can't say that everyone is a vegetarian. So for those that are eating anything from an animal, animal, just remember that whatever the animal is eating, that's what you're eating too. And when the animals are fed hormones and antibiotics, our children are eating those things too. So for my, my ADHD, my, all of those children that have the, these deficits, um, one of the dietary uh, strategies that's recommended is a GAPS diet. So what is GAPS? Uh, GAPS is basically a kind of a diet that is going to foster the proliferation of healthy bacteria in the gut. And how do you do that? You do that by, one, eating more fruits and vegetables and whole grains, not processed grains, because those are the things that the good bacteria eat, all right? And you will starve them to death if you do not eat those things. Leafy greens, fruits and vegetables, oats, artichokes. If you do not eat those foods, the good bacteria will starve to death. And in a last-ditch attempt to survive, they will start eating you. So how provocative is that? All right, so that's one thing in the GATS diet. But the other thing is to eat foods that have bacteria in them. So foods that are fermented, like yogurt and kefir and uh, fermented vegetables, uh, like sauerkraut. And if you go into, you know, the supermarket, there's a whole aisle of fermented vegetables, all that stuff. Uh, if you actually, if you go onto the website, the eaglesrock.com website, you will 
can sign up for our newsletters. One of the events that we hosted at Eagle Rock was a tutorial on how to make your own fermented foods, which included sauerkraut, fermented vegetables. Um, my friend Arena Tresco, who was here a few weeks ago, she well, pulled out all the stops, made all these fabulous foods. I showed everybody how to make their own yogurt from organic milk. All right, so that's what that kind of diet is. And when you're getting those, the nutrients from those kinds of foods and, uh, uh, you know, even, you know, um, products from animals that are not, you know, that are not treated with hormones and antibiotics, uh, that will go a long way towards improving the overall health of the gut, which really can alleviate the symptoms of all those cognitive deficits. All right, so now I'm going to talk about, first I'm going to talk about the foods that may make your symptoms of these conditions worse, and then the foods uh, that will make them better. So we're going to kind of end on, you know, an up up note. All right, I'm paying attention to the, to the clock so I don't run out of time. So I already said, really pull back on... On sugar, I work with a lot of these children that span the gamut from a mild attention deficit to a severe uh, handicap, like nonverbal. And so, when we pull back on the sugar, helps a lot. Pulling back on the gluten from the processed grains. Uh, you don't necessarily have to go totally gluten-free unless you have celiac disease, but when you pull back on the gluten, you automatically end up eating fewer carbs and more fruits and vegetables. So now I just want to say a word about celiac, because a lot of these kids have issues with uh, with that particular condition. So what is celiac? Celiac is, it's not an allergy. So if you are one of my students taking my class this semester, uh, you'll get that question on one of your exams, celiac disease, not an allergy. It is an autoimmune condition where your body, where your small intestine uh, destroys itself. So the small intestine uh, is at the end of your stomach. So food goes from the esophagus to the stomach to the small intestine. The small intestine has these finger-like projections that absorb the nutrients. All right. So gluten, if you're sensitive to gluten, that can uh, lead to an autoimmune destruction of the small intestines where those fingers are all flat so you're not absorbing nutrients and so basically if you have celiac disease if you have celiac disease you're malnourished you're starving because you're not able or readily able to absorb nutrients from the food that you're eating so in these conditions you should really check for that um, I do want to say also one word about if you are eating sugar and processed carbs and the good bacteria is not eating that, what are the microbes that are eating the sugar? Well, it's the yeast that eat sugar, right? Yeast, right? When you make wine, we use the sugar in the grapes that are fermented to alcohol. So what will happen is you will end up with a systemic yeast infection if you're not, you know, if you're not eating, if you're eating too much sugar and too many processed carbs. So all good reasons to get gluten out of the diet. Uh, right now we have another caller um, who is a, a somebody that I know who has um, some really interesting uh, insight into um, this. So we're going to take her call. Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. Hi, this is Steve Strickland. Hi, Dr. Lauren. Hi, C. Um, so, uh, 
So tell us, so so I'll just, I would like to introduce you, C. So C runs um, a, a nonprofit organization called C and Learn. Uh, and what she does is she collects used books and brings them to, um, brings them to fundraisers where she will sell them for uh, you know a small amount of money like 50 cents or a dollar and then donates the proceeds to um, the organization that's hosting the fundraiser so see maybe I can ask you a question turn the tables on you and ask you if you have participated in any of these events that call attention to children with any of these deficits yeah I have. Um, can I name them offhand because I've been doing this since '95? Yes. But what I what, what I normally do is, if I know what the theme of the event is, I bring those type of books, and uh, so the parents, after they hear the speakers, they can come over to the table and select the book, you know, that they could take home. You know, to share with their family. Does anybody um, give you any books on dietary interventions for um, ADHD or any of these conditions that we're talking about? Yes, I have so many um, people that have um, purchased these books and um, read what was in the books to help their family, and then they would find out that I, you know, take donations of books, and then they would call me in, and so no. I have those books as well. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, I would like to actually move on to the uh, some of the other topics, but um, okay. we'll talk about we'll we'll talk about uh, see and learn a little bit more in the second half of the show. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank thanks you. for calling in. Bye. Um, so now we're going to move on to dairy. So everybody, so I do want to remind everybody that the four most common food allergies: number one is peanuts, number two is dairy, number three is shellfish, and number four is soy. So while we're on the topic of dairy, so it appears that a lot of these kids might be sensitive to dairy. So why don't you pull back on the dairy for a week or two, two weeks really optimal, and then reintroduce and see if the symptoms um, are a little different. So uh, a little information, a little factoid on dairy. So a lot of people think that the problem is that they're lactose intolerant. So the sugar in milk is lactose, and people think that the reason why they get so gassy and irritable after drinking, you know, consuming dairy is because of the lactose. That could be true, but it also could be due to the proteins that are found in dairy. The two proteins are whey and casein, and I understand that we've identified two different genotypes of casein, which really could be the cause of the you know inflammation if you will so there are two genotypes of casein there is a1 and a2 and it appears that it's the a1 form of the casein that can trigger reactions in these kids and you can now buy a2 casein dairy um, which seems to alleviate some of these symptoms okay so that's my little blurb on dairy and I there was something in the paper about it so you can go to you know you google that a2 dairy to see if you'd like to try that. The other thing that I also remove from my kiddos 
is definitely food coloring dyes, anything artificial, anything artificial, artificial sugars, artificial colors, artificial dyes. Uh, anytime you put those into the body, that's basically a toxin. A growing child doesn't need anything that's artificially created because it takes that much more effort for your body to remove that. These kids also don't need any more caffeine. If they're sleep, not sleeping at night, you definitely don't want to give them anything that keeps them up at night. Um, I do have a love-hate relationship with caffeine, and we'll have a whole show dedicated to caffeine. Uh, also want to get rid of the MSG. Uh, you don't need any monosodium glutamate, salt. Uh, and... and you may not appreciate that there are other other um, flavoring agents that are added to processed foods that include hydrolyzed vegetable protein and yeast extract. So if you're a parent that's a really good label reader, look for not only look for MSG, but also look for HV or anything that says yeast extract. These kids don't need any more yeast in their bodies. Also get rid of the nitrates, so no reason to, to be consuming hot dogs or any of those uh, processed meats. Um, we add nitrates to them, which increases, can also increase risk of type 1 diabetes, another autoimmune disease like celiac, and also highly related to the incidence of cancer. So I don't really want to scare you with that, but everybody already knows that. So get rid of the nitrates. I already said get rid of the artificial sweeteners. Your child might have a sensitivity to soy, so kind of flesh that out. Soy lecithin is a thickener that we put in salad dressings. Uh, soy protein isolate is an additive that we add to, to processed foods. So read your labels. Look for that kind kind of soy. I also have a love-hate relationship with soy, but since soybeans are genetically modified and also because it's the fourth most common food allergy, you're going to have to look for that. And, you know, really pay attention to what your child is eating. I have seen food intolerance, I have seen really bizarre food intolerances in some of these kids. So you're going to, you know, if you really want to get to the bottom of their uh, symptoms, you're going to have to to make a food diary and see if you can correlate any behavior changes to something in the diet. And maybe some examples to look for are avocados. I love avocados. They're a superfood, but I have a lot of kids that have issues with avocados. Papaya. Uh, there is some papaya that's genetically modified. Not really common, but papaya is genetically modified in some areas. Bananas, kiwis, stone fruits like peaches and plums, apples, uh, chocolate, sorry for the kids that are allergic or that have an intolerance to chocolate, and then some some herbs like fennel and caraway and coriander, um, uh, butchers that make their own sausages put a lot of fennel in some of them, and that can be an issue. So look for that. So um, I'm going to... I have five more minutes before I have to go to break. So what I'd like to start uh, talking about are the foods that you should be adding to your diet. First and foremost are high-protein foods. You know, you're growing. These children are growing. You need protein to build muscle to make your cells work better. So where are you going to get the protein from? All right, again, grass-fed, organic, you know, beef, free-range chicken. Uh, since we're in New Jersey, uh, Griggstown Farms 
have uh, free-range chickens. So definitely, you know, animals that are not adulterated with hormones and antibiotics that are treated well, organic eggs, eggs that are hormone and antibiotic-free. Uh, all the nutrients are in the yolk, so don't be afraid of the yolk. The whites can be inflammatory in some instances, so pay attention to that. Uh, Wild-caught fish, so fresh-caught fish uh, with all their omegas and um I'm not averse to plant-based protein shakes. I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I introduce a lot of my kiddos to plant-based protein shakes. But And, and please you know, be on the lookout for an invitation to my deconstructing protein shakes where I walk you through all of the ingredients in a variety of shakes, some name brand that you will recognize, some of the more boutique brands. Uh, if you have a question on protein shakes, send me, any, uh, send me a message from the website and I'll let you know what I think. Uh, these kiddos need iron-rich foods, so more, you know, again from the animals, but also what are some plant-based sources of iron? Beans, beans, I, everybody knows I love beans because there's so, such a variety, but navy and black beans, everybody knows iron is found in spinach and leafy greens, other leafy greens that you might want to think about, Swiss chard, um, and again, the iron is found in the egg yolks. Don't be afraid of the yolks. Uh, I think I still have a minute to talk about B vitamins. A while ago, we started adding B vitamins to our processed grains. You know, we just got rid of all the nutrients in our grains, so now we add thiamine, riboflavin, niacin. The B vitamins, B12, B6, B1, they function as cofactors, helpers, little helpers to make your cells work better. And these B vitamins, which are found in, you know, any, any, processed grain, but also animal foods are where the B12 is. What do they do? What are they helping your cells make? Lots of different things, but two neurotransmitters, dopamine and serotonin, which are your feel-good hormones. So, of course, you need to have these B vitamins. One of the B vitamins also includes folate, and I told you how important folate was last week. Folate turns your genes on. Folate turns your genes off, mostly turns your genes off, and regulates the expression, is a regulator of the expression of your genes. So it doesn't get any more important than that. And usually when I'm thinking about a nutrient deficit in any one of these kiddos and also anyone else, any are not healthy, the first thing I'm thinking about is a folate deficit. So I'm going to end there. I think I hit all my hot spots. When we come back, we're going to hear from author Azuka, and he's going to give us his uh, guidance for what he thinks these kids need for optimal health and wellness. Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L. Dr. Laura Rocco's at Eagle Rock Nutrition is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. L also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or call 908-673-3333. That's 
Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private health insurance. The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppice and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live or virtual meetings, as well as their annual conference, The Power of Connections, scheduled for November 3rd to the 5th at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. For more information, please visit ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen.com. Are you challenged by intense emotions, traumas that haunt you, or worries and regrets? Do you rely on ineffective coping mechanisms like addiction, avoidance, or lashing out? The journey to wellness can seem daunting. Our therapists understand this, and so our approach to helping is one where we walk that journey together. With our support, you will learn new coping skills to effectively manage your emotions, challenge negative thought patterns, and reduce reactivity to past traumas. If you're an adolescent or adult, your journey to wellness can start today. Call Lotus Blossom Psychotherapy for a free consultation at 732-440-8166. NJSPCA Animal Cruelty Hotline. Hey, yes, uh, I'm looking for the ASPCA. Close, but this is the NJSPCA. ASPCA doesn't operate in New Jersey. How can I help? I'm calling because my neighbors leave their dog outside with no food, water, shelter for hours on end in all kinds of weather. Is that animal cruelty? Hi, I'm Steve Shatkin, president of the New Jersey Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. We get 5,000 calls like that every year. The NJSPCA is a 501c3 created by the legislature in 1868. For 150 years, the NJSPCA has been enforcing New Jersey's animal cruelty laws at no cost to New Jersey's taxpayers. We survive mostly on generous contributions from the public. To report animal cruelty, call the NJSPCA's hotline, 1-800-582-5979. That's 1-800-582-5979. To learn more about the NJSPCA, or donate funds to support our operations, please visit NJSPCA.org. This message is sponsored by the NJSPCA, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Broadcasting live from the Hilltop Nissan Studios, Classic Oldies, WMTR Morristown, a Beasley Media Group station. Welcome back to Eat Right with Laura. The topic tonight is feeding your tweens and teens. If you've been listening tonight and you'd like to call in with a question or a comment, the call-in number is 973-267-WMTR. That's 973-267-WMTR. So I just want to uh, tell everybody that... There really are two kinds of food. There's primary food and secondary food. The secondary food is the food that you eat. The primary food is everything else. It's your lifestyle, work-life balance, your relationships with your family, with your spouse, with your friends, your faith. It's a little bit of everything, and that really is what drives your overall well-being. So I've known my friend Azuka now for a while, and I just love his the way that he motivates everyone, not just teenagers, but the way he motivates everyone. So here he is. He's at the mic with me. He's in the studio tonight. So I'm just going to introduce him. Welcome, Azuka. Why do you tell our listeners... Uh, who you are and what you do, what you do during the day and what you do in your spare time. Thank you, Laura. I'm very excited. I'm very grateful being with you in the studio to co-host this show today. Like you said, my name is Azuka. I am a disciple of the movement for positive change and gratitude. I help people make positive changes to their lives. 
I help to wake up the sleeping giant in them to reassure them that they can live life of excitement, life of power, life of fulfillment. So at the end of the day, they go home every single day with joy in their hearts that they have achieved something for that day. And these little things I teach people on on daily basis, on regular basis, trickles in to get them to a successful lifestyle which everybody deserves in life. That's I, great. Yes, thank you. So how do you fit all this into your work day? Like I know you have a day job. Yes. So so just tell us what your day job is and then like how do you find the time to to do everything that you do in your community? Yes, I, I have a day job, a full time job. Like I said to people when I speak, twenty four hours is enough for anybody to achieve anything in life. People give all kinds of alibis that makes them not achieve things they set out to achieve in life. Because I don't have enough time. Because my daughter has not graduated college. Because my husband works three jobs. Because I came from Africa. Because I'm from Jamaica. All these things are alibis. If you portion your time very well, you can achieve so much. I have so much energy in me. I have so much time knowledge of what I want to achieve with my time. So when I wake up in the morning, I already have a set agenda of what I want to do for the day. I head out to my day job. Once I finish my job, I go back working, working on myself. I tell people that the easiest way to achieve success in life, depending on what success means to you, is to work on yourself twice as much as you work on your job. Most of us go to jobs 9 to 5, 7 to 3, 11 to 7 a.m. But at the end of the day, you come back home, you are knocked out, you are tired. So you have to create time to invest in your own self. That's what I do. And that's how and what I coach people on, how to maximize their time so they can live a successful lifestyle. So with these tweens and teens, like, you know, you've been, tra- you know, you've been traveling all over the world, inspiring young people everywhere so tell us about what is the what is the underlying message that you share with teenagers that really makes them come out of your shell and the reason why i want to mention this particular topic is because um a lot of my kids with um you know cognitive deficits they end up suffering from lack of self-esteem and i think they all really need someone like you that's going to get them out of their shell and really be happy about themselves because we all have you know we all are special in our own way we all have hidden talents and people need someone like you to unmask those talents so tell us what you've been doing with teenagers lately thank you so much that's a very exciting thing to hear that they you need somebody like me to work these kids up um i'm an author of seven books on amazon four of the books i've written is geared towards adults three of my most recent books is geared towards teens and young adults the part uh, the a success secret for teens and young adults the winner's mindset and my most recent book i can do it i'm working on you have greatness in you it's publishing for 2017. when we are little we have only two fears fear of Falling and fear of loud noises. As we get older, getting didn't know that. <laughs> as we get into the teenage age, we start losing this power. We start losing this tenacity to be conquerors. So what I realized in my travels all over the world is that most of these youths 
this present youth of this generation have so much fear in them. It's no longer fear of falling or fear of loud sounds. They fear the society. They fear their parents. They fear school. They fear almost everything. So when this translates into adulthood, you find that they have lost courage. They have lost the power. They have lost the vibe to achieve stuff in life. So my aim is to come back into their lifestyle, wake them up, recharge their internal batteries, and remind them that the first thing they have to do in their life is to believe in themselves. I tell kids when I speak in schools, you can read every book in your life. You can read every magazine. You can attend every seminar geared towards students and youth. If you don't believe in yourself, it will never happen for you. So I coach these young ones on the principles of success. Whether you want to be successful academically, you want to be successful as a soccer person, you want to be successful as a basketball player, you want to be successful even in your school. I teach them these four principles I call the five principles I call the five D's for success. Yes. So, so can you elaborate on your five D's? My five days for success is the blueprint I coach kids on. I was in Nigeria, West Africa in April. I taught this class, the five days for success. Believe it or not, these kids in Africa are very ready to learn. They had their pens and pencils, taking notes, asked lots of questions after the, the seminar. The five days for success, which helped me growing up in Nigeria are these. For our listeners, if you have pen and paper, you better start taking notes. Number one, you have to have desire. The first day is desire. Desire is the first law of gain. Desire is the first law of success. And what is desire? Desire means you have to have passion for whatever you want to achieve in your life. As a person, as an author of seven books on Amazon and a motivational speaker, I had the desire growing up to be in front of people, to speak to people, to help people, to help people make positive changes to their lives. It's in me to write. At the age of 12, I was writing articles and publishing them in newspapers in Nigeria. I was freelancing. I never knew that this would change my life, but I knew I had that desire to write. So the first day for success, you have to have desire for what you want to be in life. Whether you want to go to college, you want to go for your master's degree, you want to graduate high school, you have to have the desire to make it happen. That's number one. And the second D for success is dedication. And what is dedication? You have to be focused on what you want. You have to do it no matter what. Whether it's winter time, whether it's summer time, whether it's fall, no matter whatever you are going through, even when you don't have food on the table, you have to be dedicated to pursuing that goal you want to achieve. When I speak to these kids in my travels, I remind them on the importance of dedication. Dedication means that you wake up in the morning, you don't have food on the table, you still have to do what you have to do. You still have to go to school, listen to your teachers, listen to your peers, take notes. That's one of the days for success. The next one is discipline. In our society today, not just only in America, worldwide, there's so much loss of discipline amongst our young ones. I was in Nigeria in April. I noticed a lot of lack of discipline among the kids. It's becoming a global phenomenon. Discipline, this discipline means you cannot stop. Nothing will stop you from working on your goals. You can never be distracted. We live in an entertainment-driven society. Internet, Facebook, Twitter, all kinds of distractions. So... To succeed in life, in anything you do, you have to be disciplined. And you can never tolerate any distraction, whether it's human, whether it's non-human, 
any form of distraction from anyone. That's my second, the third D for success. You uh, have to can have I ask you a question about distraction? Yes. So earlier today I was asking you what are some of the differences that you see in behaviors in teenagers from different countries. Yes. And you just pointed out a similarity that no matter where they are in the world, they all have distraction, right? So that's a similarity. Is there any characteristic feature that's different from culture to culture to culture or country to country? Yes, yes. There's a lot of differences. For instance, in Nigeria, I was in Nigeria in April to speak. I noticed that these kids in Nigeria are more, they have their distractions. They have their phones, their internet but they, do, they make them not to bring phones to schools. I spoke to students, over 2,000 students. None of them had a cellular phone. So there's so much discipline on the floor. You don't bring any cellular phone. You bring phone to school, that phone must be seized. So you realize that in the course of my lecture to the students on the five days for success, everybody had a pen and paper. They were taking notes. Most of my fans who follow me on Facebook as author, Azuk Azuk, you must have seen some of those pictures. They have pen and paper, taking notes, writing, listening attentively. You could feel the passion to learn from me, to learn a lot of things from me, to gain knowledge. But then you translate it to our American society. These kids, they go to school with their cellular phones. Well, today, there's a big movement today uh, to, to not have cell phones until after eighth grade. Big movement today, all in the news. So maybe that's going to help. And I'm definitely a proponent of ha taking handwritten notes. So I certainly hope that come September, my students are writing notes um, you know, on a piece of paper rather than you know, reading their, their cell phone. All right, so let's, let's find out what the other two Ds for success are. The next D for success is determination. What is determination? You have to be tough. You have to create an internal toughness that nothing will stop you. Determination means you want to go out there to pursue your dreams. When I speak, I tell people to listen to this. Determination is immune to criticisms. You don't criticize determination. Determination achieves success. Determination cripples obstacles as in it destroys every obstacle on your way i read a lot um i tell people one of the things i read in one of the books i read i can't remember the, the title is that determination is that resolve that you make in your life that nothing will stop you from achieving a noble objective so when you determine to do something you go all out and you don't let nothing stop you and let me tell you something Nothing can stop the firm resolve of a determined soul. Once you determine and you resolve, it's done. Well, some people might say that being that determined seems selfish. So what do you have to say about being selfish? It's okay to be selfish. I tell people to be selfish in investing in themselves. It's okay to be selfish. Yes. It's Great. okay to be selfish. It's good. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So there's good there's good parts of being selfish and not so good parts, but the, there is that makes me feel so much better because sometimes I just feel I'm way way too selfish. So I, MK, do we have a caller? All right, so we're gonna take the call from Terry. Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. Hi, Terry. Do you have a question for Azuka or for me? No, I just have a comment actually for Azuka. Awesome. Hello, Terry. Hi, Azuka. How are you? I've been following you 
Awesome. Thank you so much. You make me get excited now. Thank you, Terry. Oh, I'm jealous because I don't get any fan phone calls. So Azuka got a fan phone call. He's never even been on the show before. Actually, Terry is one of my greatest fans. Uh, she has three beautiful daughters. One of them just turned 16 a, a, a day ago. Wonderful party they had for her. And to, guess what? Her daughters have been to almost all my events. Excellent. Young teenagers willing to do great things in America. I'm very proud of them. Definitely. All right. Well, God bless. Thank you, Terry. All right, last D. What is the last D for success? The last D for success is that you have to have a drive. You have to have something driving you. You have to have that internal power, internal energy to go out there and achieve your result. But watch this. You have to have that drive. That's something that pulls you towards your purpose, not pushes you. There is a difference here. Drive is that thing that pulls you towards your purpose. When you are pulled towards something, there is more excitement to get out there and achieve that goal. So drive is very, very important. Something larger than life pulling you towards your goal, towards your aspirations. For instance, I give an example with myself. My target is to reach the global world, every nook and cranny of the world with my motivational expertise. So I have this drive that pulls me every morning. I can't wait to wake up in the morning. The other day I woke up like 5 a.m. By 6 a.m. I was ready. By 7 I was in my car. I said to myself, Azuka, where are you going? It's only 7 o'clock. Relax. Take it easy. So there's that pull pulling me to get out there to start doing something on daily basis. That's what I mean by drive. So recap, five D's for success. Desire, dedication, discipline, determination, and drive. All right, well, regarding that last one, the drive part, if you friend Azuka on Facebook, he posts these really fun videos <laughs> of him doing some pretty incredible routines. So you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say because I wanna I wanna create that, that air of mystery. So friend Azuka on Facebook and you can see what some of the things he does to motivate you and uh, I, I just want to say that um, the things that I have noticed that people do to encourage tweens and teens that have some of these deficits is to give them an opportunity to succeed, to succeed in any way, whether that's in athletics or doing something special in school, you know Almost all of these children are main, go to mainstream schools, and and they and we now know that they can do everything that anyone else can do. And I think that once they realize this, that eliminates some of the obstacles in their capability. So, Azuka, what is some, what's an example of something that you did recently? to motivate teenagers to be successful, like something concrete, like an activity that you gave them to do? I, I spoke at uh, Abraham Clark High School a couple of um, months ago. I spoke to the freshmen in, in, um, coming into the school, you know, for the very first time. I gave them a challenge to write down 50 things they would like to do. I, in essence, I help people, especially teenagers, find their calling, their purpose. I give them an assignment, a task to write 50 things they like to do according to their priorities. And I want to share them, share these things with them 
Whenever they see me on the road, I move around the lounge. If you see me at the supermarket, stop me. Azuka, I've written my 50 things, and this is what I want to achieve. And I want to make it happen. You'd be surprised that I've met about five of them that stopped me in the supermarket at the park where I'm awesome. training, running around. This. Oh, I don't even remember most of them. I don't recognize their faces. I see thousands of children, you know, speaking to them, encouraging them. I move around a lot. Azuka, I wrote down those things you told me to do. I'm, I seem to be finding my inclination towards mathematics, music. I started learning how to play piano. I started learning how to play harmonica. I said, keep doing, doing it. Apart from going to school to graduate high school, graduate college, and have a steady job, one of these things you've written down there can end up becoming your calling in life and can make you a fortune. And also make you live longer. I if see we have longer. another phone call from uh, MK. So welcome to you right with Laura. Uh, hello? Hello. Do you have a question for Azuka? Uh, yes, I do. Hello, MK. Yes, um, Azuka, um, so I was wondering, what would be, um, like, for something you would say to teenagers, if a certain teenager is having a problem finding their purpose or essentially what, what they want to do in the future? Awesome. That's a wonderful question, MK. Thank you so much. And where are you calling in from? Uh, Newark. Newark. Awesome. Wonderful. To find your purpose in life, the first thing you have to understand is this. It's a great blessing to be alive. It's a wonderful feeling, a wonderful opportunity to come here as a human being. So that being said, as a human being, we have control over almost everything on earth. We control the trees, we move the animals around, everything we, we control them. So it's left for you to find your passion. And how do you find your purpose in life? As I'm talking now, I'm talking to you directly. So you better get a pen and paper and be taking down notes. Write 50 things you like to do. 50 things MK likes to do in his life. I like to sing. I like to dance. I like to cut animals, which can lead you to becoming a medical doctor. I like to deal with, like, uh, pharmaceutical drugs, you know. I like to study about drugs, which can lead you to a pharmacist. I like to sing. I like to write books. I like to stand in front of the people to speak, which can lead you to becoming a motivational speaker. Write 50 of them. And... At the end of the day, after reaching 50 of them, start narrowing them down from 50 to 40 according to their priorities. Still leave the 50. Narrow it down from 1 to 30. Every week, 1 to 10. Every week after meditation, 1 to 20. 1 to 5. And then 1 to 3. The first three that you love the most. We're going to have to drop them because of the background noise, but keep talking. Okay. The first three you love the most, start working on them, starting right away and then the rest the rest of the 47 still keep them in the cooler because at the end of the day you're still going to come back to those ones I assure you that if you write these 50 things down and work on each and every one of them you pray you meditate you ask the superior power the universal mind to guide you you will one day find out your calling and once you find your calling is over you'll be happy every day you want to jump up from bed every day to do it you'll be very very excited with your life you can go to my Facebook page, check my name offer Azuka Zook or go to my website azukazook.com A-Z-U-K-A-Z-U-K-E.com pick up my cell phone number and call me much later within the week and I can explain this further for you okay? Alright, thank you very much Thank you MK
Excellent answer. Excellent answer. We have another caller, but before we take that caller, I wanted to give Azuka a few minutes just to tell us about his book, The I Can Do It, a book that's written for teenagers. And I thought it ties really well into my, to, to C. Strickland, who, who does the um, fundraising with books, because this is exactly the kind of book that she would love to have to bring to some of her fundraisers. So see and learn um, uh, pairs very well with author Azuka. So tell us about your book and then we're going to take this caller. Thank you, Laura. Uh, this book is titled I Can Do It. That's my most recent book. It published last um, spring. I Can Do It. Teenagers' Power to Pursue Possibilities. In this book, I discussed things that I did myself growing up as a teenager that helped me get me to the level where I am now in America with seven books on Amazon motivational speaker speaking all over the place i'm having fun here and i feel so excited sharing the principles i discuss in this book in this book i talked about being hungry for possibilities you got to be hungry for possibilities if you are not hungry for possibilities for success it's not going to happen for you you see every day as a miracle you keep a positive attitude every single day and you live a life on a, a life of excitement one thing i realized with myself is i'm always excited i'm always smiling i'm always bubbly and i realized that this excitatory state i find myself in every second of the day except when i'm sleeping even when i'm sleeping i catch myself smiling i'm always excited tends to attract people towards me like bees to honey. So you got to have an excited lifestyle. You got to believe in yourself. Like I said, you can read all the books in the world, attend every seminar, go to every conference, go to every church, every prayer house. If you don't believe in yourself, it's not going to happen for you. Okay, it, thank you, Azuka. Yes. I have to cut you off. That was great. Thank We're you. not going to have time for the two callers. I'm so sorry, guys. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Eat Right with Laura. I just have to plug myself at the end. I just want everybody to, to, if you want to learn more information from me, you can go to the website, eaglerock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K. Also, follow me on Facebook. Like, like me on Twitter at Eagle Rock. And tune in next week. You know what? I don't even know what topic it is, but we're going to get back to more, um, more health-related topics. So I hope you enjoyed the show tonight, and I hope that you uh, look me up sometime and uh, share your email address so that you can get on our newsletter distribution. Uh, I can tell you that we are going to have a guided med- meditation coming up in September. So lots of fun stuff happening at, happening at Eagle Rock Nutri- Nutrition. Uh, thanks for joining Eat Right with Laura. Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type. And the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L. Dr. Laura Rocco's at Eagle Rock Nutrition is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. L also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private 
health insurance. The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppis and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live or virtual meetings as well as their annual conference, The Power of Connections, scheduled for November 3rd to the 5th at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. For more information, please visit ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen.com. Are you challenged by intense emotions, traumas that haunt you, or worries and regrets? Do you rely on ineffective coping mechanisms like addiction, avoidance, or lashing out? The journey to wellness can seem daunting. Our therapists understand this, and so our approach to helping is one where we walk that journey together. With our support, you will learn new coping skills to effectively manage your emotions, challenge negative thought patterns, and reduce reactivity to past traumas. If you're an adolescent or adult, your journey to wellness can start today. Call Lotus Blossom Psychotherapy for a free consultation at 732-440-8166. If you're a regular WMTR listener, we know you love the Beatles. From the morning teams, Beatles and Eggs, to all the great Beatles songs you hear throughout the day. It just looks like you can't get enough of the Fab Four. Hi, it's J.C. Hayes. Join me for a full hour of your all-time favorites on Beatles Weekly every Sunday at noon. We'll dig deep into the Beatles songbook and spotlight the solo careers of John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Lots of trivia, information, and fun. So make it a date. Beatles Weekly, Sundays at noon on WMTR, New Jersey's Beatles Authority. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rockos are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The preceding sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision.